0: Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today's masterclass is gonna be focused on materials and conditions. I'm so excited to be bringing this information because it's not gonna be what you think. We will be discussing how culture trumps everything, creating positive identities in class that are honoring, and how you parents don't need to be on the defensive but can work on the offensive and breathe life into your children. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper, because you're not going to want to miss what I have to say. Let's get into the podcast. Believe it or not, distribution and storage materials are part of planning your lesson. For most of my teaching career, I, complete, I completely missed this part of classroom management. I would find it was right there that my class would become unruly and I had to stop again and reiterate rules and regulations. Now I integrate classroom management in this part of my lesson and I can't believe how much better my classes are. Once I began to understand the tenets of classroom management, and I believe for all you parents who are starting this journey, This is where you really want to pay attention, because I promise this is going to revolutionize your life as a whole. I Once I understood delegation, student responsibility, classroom identity, dynamics, efficiency, and I'm not saying that everything was perfect, but oh boy, was it different. So materials and conditions. First, having the right materials, or at least the right mindset and understanding of a lesson in the event that you may not have the right materials but are able to make things work with limited materials is very important. Because even as adults, the frustration that we feel when we have a thought or an idea to do something and we find that we haven't been given the materials to get the work done really feels defeating. And yes, you can can overcome time to time, but being prepared and overcoming time to time, that can be powerful. But if you're constantly having to overcome, that can become very frustrating. And so I want to make sure that you guys are mentally prepared. What I'm and to have, what I'm going to say moving forward is really going to kind of really shift your mindset. You're going to realize that materials and conditions are literally not what you think and when you're able to wrap your mind around that, you'll be prepared so when you prepare for that by setting the environment conditions in your learning space in your home um, or your actual classroom setting you're gonna have everything you need so let's begin first thing you want to do is be sure to establish authority. Now, a lot of people don't know how to do that without being a lord over their children, because honestly, that's all you've ever seen. You were always told what to do, etc. Never were able to be part of fun um, in the planning. And so you really are not familiar with that type of mindset, right? Because I'm not talking about uh, being mean. I know when I was in school I was just basically told what to do. I never really had a say in anything and you know you you feel not that you're you have someone being a role model for you, but you feel really like you're just being lorded over. And I know a lot of you probably felt triggered when I said that. And that's just something you need to look into for your own self. Because as a parent and as a teacher, even if you're planning with your kids, you are the one who has to be in charge so that things flow properly. We do not give our kids, you know, our car keys to drive a car. And you would never give your children the finances to your home, to the finances to your life, so that they can you know, be in charge of that. And it's no different with their education. Their education will determine the adult they become, which is why the public school system is so advent on literally changing the culture and changing definitions so that way they can have the upper hands in the future. Another thing, while your kids are young, they're not your friends and and teachers, These students are not your friends. They're just not. You can be friendly with them, absolutely, loving, caring, but they're not your friends. They are your responsibility to raise, right? They cannot relate to you. They are not adults. You have adult issues that are going on, and it's inappropriate for a parent or an adult to be, Venting to a child at any age, even if they're 15 or 16, we gotta understand the human brain isn't even fully developed until 25 years old. That's right, 25 years old. That's when the human brain is fully developed. So anything that's done in inappropriately beforehand gets solidified in these weird areas and that's why there's so much you know psychological damage that can be done so again children are not our friends they are ones that we're responsible for we need to show them love we need to train them we need to you know raise them up so that way when they become adults they are also going to be great role models for those younger than them they are also kids who will play, they work out all of the scenarios during play, which is why a lot of people love the play based learning, because as they are playing, they're working out all of these different, you know, situations in their mind. And that's super powerful. So kids who are working things out in play they are innocent and we definitely need to watch out for them because we want to be able to protect them and make sure that we're guiding them in the proper play as well right especially with other kids because maybe we don't know where other kids are coming from and what kind of a household that they live in and i get that you know oh we got to socialize them yeah Absolutely. Socialize them with people who are going to be positive with other kids who are have the same mindset as them. I mean, people who are super successful will not associate with just anybody. So that mindset is really ridiculous when you think about it. I'm just going to throw my kid into a, a big pool of junk and let them figure it out. No, not even successful people do that. Successful people will steer clear from any person who is going to be toxic in their life which is why a lot of people go for you know therapy now because they are trying to get the toxicity out so why don't we just start from the beginning and protect their environment and allow them to you know grow appropriately cuz exposing kids to things that are not appropriate for them way too early can do a lot of damage you know, in the traditional school system, they're exposing kids to sexual topics so young. And that really is atrocious. I mean, how do you expose a five-year-old to, and I'm going to say it masturbation, which is what they do. They talk about, you know, them touching themselves. I mean, man, that's just a natural thing kids do. Leave them alone. Don't highlight it. Don't overemphasize it. Just let it be, you know, and now with the movement in the traditional school system, removing male and female from the language was really removing their identity. And that can be so harmful to anyone's psyche. What the schools are doing is removing identity so they can fill in that spot. We need to have our eyes open. I feel like a lot of people have their eyes wide shut and that's why so many things are falling through the cracks you know identity is such an important condition that we don't realize it's lacking and it is of the utmost importance in your home which most of you maybe probably do and if you don't i want to encourage you to begin to do this and that's name and identity to your last name so wherever And whenever your last name is said, it is a subconscious thing that your child equates their identity with it. For example, in my house, the identity, well, actually, before I say this, I want you all to know I don't have any children yet, right? I'm not trying to misguide anybody. Um, But the identity of the buzzies will be well established before they show up they're coming into our lives and it's not the other way around. And I don't, I, I'm do not i not saying that in any derogatory way, but in a way that my husband and I are building that culture in our home. And when our kids become part of it, and it's going to be bigger than who we all are. And isn't that what everyone wants to be part of something bigger than themselves? And another note, don't let the quote unquote experts, make you feel bad for any decision you're making for your children. Let's be clear on what they are doing. One, they are trying to strip identity away, leaving a huge void. I'm going to say that one more time. They are stripping or at least trying to strip identity away to leave a huge void to. What happens if there is a void and that void isn't filled? Well, then you have a real huge well of desire of someone wanting to be part of something that's larger than themselves. So what happens? Then cancel culture comes in. Nebulous, empty teachings, numbing your kids and literally brainwashing them to be robotic followers of the government with no opportunity to think for themselves because they haven't been given another choice, right? When you strip God away, you're left with only dark, darkness. Honestly, you're left with darkness and emptiness. Most of my friends who are atheist or are, you know, agnostic are pretty sad most of them always talk about how depressed they are. Most of them always talk about how scared they are. Most of them always talk about, you know, the therapist that they're, that they're talking with, trying to figure out their lives. Why? Because you've take, they've been, they've been stripped away from the God that loves them and that created them. So with that, four, if they didn't fear God so much, I'm talking about, the world and society, right? And the public school system, the traditional school system. If they didn't fear God so much, then they would allow the mention of Jesus, right? Because they have nothing to fear. They wouldn't be afraid of the power of the Lord. But that is just it. God is all powerful. And with his name mentioned, all will turn to him. And the devil will be, leaving, will be living in his defeat. Because he is defeated. We need to understand that right off the bat. He's defeated. We already have the victory. No matter what happens, we have the victory. Now, he has a good majority, blind because being truthful. Number five. Now, not everyone is gay. Not everyone's a lesbian. Not everyone is confused of their gender, but they are really trying to make it that. And so, let's not of. Let's not let the very small majority be so loud that they make us think that the whole world should be stripped. We were made in the image of the almighty God. I'm very clear. I was made with a purpose. I'm not an accident. I am a biologist, chemist, and a physicist. This is me, Bex Buzzy speaking. And I'm extremely clear from the science that I didn't evolve from a primate, from a single cell organism, None of the science has ever been able to show that to be the truth. And trying to, te- and trying to change definitions is not going to work either. The truth is in our hearts. And what is really beautiful is that God says he wrote in our hearts. And I'm going to really unpack this right now. Even Gentiles, and this is a scripture, even Gentiles who do not have God's written law, they don't have it written, show that they know his law When they instinctively obey it even without having heard it right so let's talk about all those who are trying to demolish binary which means male and female for those who aren't familiar with the words what is really interesting is that the word uh, for uh, binary was originally for computers and now it's being used to identify humans who are made in the image of God anywho Those who are doing this still show male and female, especially when we kind of, like, let's just look at this. When a man has to change his voice to go higher to sound like a female, wear skirts and put makeup on, they are clearly showing the female, correct? And when girls have to gain weight to look larger like a man, cut their hair short, and start wearing plaid shirts because they say, I feel like a boy or I feel like a male. Clearly, they are, in their rebellion, are naturally acting out the second part of the scripture, which says they demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them that they are doing right. Right, So they literally are proving male and female. So all that to say the importance of you parents filling your child or children with godly quality and substance for Again, the scripture, if you train a child in the way they should go, when they get older, they will not depart. Or in my case, I did depart from it for a while, but I returned and I will never depart again because it was put in my heart. And that's why we really have to be very careful with our children being in a public school system that is really stripping away so many, so much morality, honestly. And as Christians, we are very clear the difference between morality and immorality. God's not gonna be mocked, so stand strong, don't fret or fear, take courage and follow God's ways, not man. Because in Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way that appears right, but in the end leads to death, right? And we're not going to be there. So when you establish your identity of your home, who you are, your children will rise to the occasion. So let me talk about the identity of the Buzzies. I have it written on my refrigerator. It, is, it says this, we are the Buzzies, and we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So when this is well established, my children are gonna think twice about dishonoring their name because it becomes personal. So I'm also a a teacher coach and I teach my teachers to establish a cultural identity of their classroom. So that when a student walks in, they fall into culture. Culture trumps everything. That's why we can go to like Singapore or any other country. And we know the country culture and we fall in line. I mean, the United States is so huge on being respectful to other people's culture, which I think is it's good. But at the same time, we do have a culture and they just seem to overlook ours. Right. Anyways, now we don't want a culture of like fear, awfulness or being scared. Right. But of reverence and honor. Where things are done in order and kids are not ruling kids are not ruling but are they in line to rise up when they become adults and once they have fully been trained not in perversion in this disseminating culture that has left and is leaving them very angry i mean let's really let's really question this like why are all the woke angry because they're not oppressed, because they are oppressed. I mean, let's really think about it, right? I mean, every woke person is just an angry person. They're constantly like, just bringing people down. I mean, when you see their, their pictures on the, uh, uh, like their, their advertisements, their faces are serious. Like, this is not healthy you know and i'm just going to be very transparent i'm a hispanic female who's gone through a lot i was raised in the projects of brooklyn but let me tell you something in joy i love others and those who are you know following that very angry way of life i forgive their ignorance but the charge is that we have to be diligent and i can't be you know when i get to heaven i'm going to hear well done good and faithful servant, we are going to meet our maker, whether you believe he's real or not, you will meet him. And hopefully a lot of you will walk in and be in his joy forevermore. But some of you have chosen not to have him in your life and you will be going the other way because you've chose to remove God. I know a lot of people think, "Wait, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to hell. I'm going to say I'm not going to go to hell just because I don't believe in God. When you, there's only two places, right? There's no purgatory. And I know a lot of my um, Catholic brothers and sisters believe in purgatory, but there's no purgatory. It's not even written in the Bible. You know, there is where, you know, Abraham's bosom, but that's no longer there either because Jesus went down and he preached a message to all of them. So that's not there now either. So I just want you all to know there's only two places it's where God is and where God isn't. And where God isn't, there's darkness. So, anyway, I know a lot of you are like, wow, didn't expect this. And honestly, this is why classroom management has evaded you, right? Like it evaded me so many years. Once I knew my authority in the classroom, my students were also learning their authority, right? Even those who didn't know God started noticing something different in me. And they were like, I want to know more about you, Mrs. Buzzy. And that's awesome because then I'm able to speak into their life. And they were able to find themselves. And those who buck against it, they're not in charge anyway. So it's not a real big deal for me. They can, you know, I, I, give them over to the authorities in the school and they can take care of that because they are creating that type of person anyway. So they know how to deal with that. So as you create your family classroom and personal culture, you're going to find that authority rises and you will barely have to say a thing because the culture is going to trump everything. I mean, let's really look at it. That's the MO of the traditional system, right? So they've been able to quiet us right for a time because They started creating a culture of shame like they really did oh that's terrible that you think that and we you know in our heart thought like oh my gosh i don't want to offend anybody and i don't want to hurt anybody so they took that to their advantage and we just stopped speaking up for ourselves so with that i don't want you know my culture to be changed and let's just look at what's happening. They are trying to change culture and they are really trying to speed it up. I mean, I wonder why. So parents, you know, I believe you are so strong and I need you to believe you are so strong. And I want to continue to encourage you. Materials and conditions, again, have to be thought of in a way have to be thought of way in advance. And they really are part of a culture. When you establish this, you're not gonna be reinforcing rules, but an identity of strength. So for example, in my identity for, actually our identity, my husband and I, we say we are more than conquerors. So who are conquerors? So conquerors are those who don't complain they're not victims they are overcomers in christ jesus they find solutions and they know who their god is and that is their model so my children if they're going to live up to the last name buzzy will need to build their own relationship with god and i will model that and so will my husband through christ jesus as their lord and they will invite the Holy Spirit. They may have understanding of the word they're reading. That's the only way you're going to understand the Bible. When I was a Christian by name, but never had invited the Holy Spirit into my heart, reading the Bible was so difficult. I I just couldn't understand it. It all didn't make sense. But once the Holy Spirit like literally came into my heart and revealed the hidden word, That's the beauty of the Bible. The Bible is a living book. It is a living book. And the only way to understand it is through the Holy Spirit. So with that, you see, for us as Christians, all things are permissible, right? But not all things are beneficial. We're not restrained from anything. We just know through wisdom and that godly wisdom, not that weak and whimsy stuff that is going around emasculating men and women, but God who creates all things. Again, I know you were looking for some technical things, but it's in this understanding that your educational classroom is going to be in order and not in disarray and disorder. When you establish that culture, you will not have to be walking around and, you know, reprimanding so much. You'll be able to, in love, remind your students, remind your children who they are. And then eventually, they're just going to remember, well, a buzzy doesn't do this. So why would I do that? You've been listening to the Homeschool Advantage podcast, where you get the scoop on all the latest vendors that fit your lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Also, follow me wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the next episode. You can also visit my website where the episodes will be and for my free lesson plan course, which can help you if you have different vendors and you're wondering, how do I make them all flow together? Let me help you with that. And if you're a vendor and you think you would like to be on the podcast, send me an email realedtalk at gmail.com. Leave me your name, contact, website, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for stopping in with me and I'll see you on the next time.